Hi, this is Jesse Rad from Sci-Fi's Defiance. You're listening to TV Times 3 Podcast. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 237. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be talking about Wilfred, Defiance, Dominion, The Honorable Woman, and The Strain, uh, plus some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 237. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Hi, I'm Kate Kulzik from org, And I'm Kyle Mullen from noreruns.net. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me on this <laughs> this finally recording podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you uh, if you only knew what went on behind the scenes of <laughs> getting an episode of this out, sometimes it would be quite quite interesting. All right. With that, we'll just jump right into the news. Uh, first up, this is one that Kyle brought to my attention because I completely forgot about it. Probably should have mentioned it on last week's podcast, but. Uh, uh, the CW canceled Backpackers and Seed after a couple episodes, which is uh, not surprising in my estimation, especially Backpackers. That was just – I was like, how how did this make it off of the digital <laughs> forefront that they were working in and onto the actual TV here? Yeah, those yeah, are unfortunate. <laughs> but Seed actually aired a whole season in in Canada, so I'm surprised they didn't. But it's not the first time the CW started to air a Canadian show and quit after a few episodes. So. Well, of the two, that one at least sort of seemed like a show, like a bad, a, show. a bad show. But like, From like I ten could, years ago, yeah, I could, <laughs> you know, or a Vince Vaughn movie of of a like a year ago. But you know, you know, <laughs> Backpackers had pretty music. Yes. <laughs> The, yeah, Backpackers was just I I didn't I don't know that it's one of those things that it's like yeah they they tried it but no that's just uh, that's just wrong. But on the good news front, uh, NBC has renewed uh, Undateable and also Welcome to Sweden for second seasons, uh, which I could see as a, a nice little duo like next summer. I enjoy them as like contrasts. Like and everybody and like like the main couple on Welcome to Sweden are just so sweet and the main guy on Undateable is just so obnoxious <laughs> and not necessarily in the way the show wants him to be. So I think that's that's an interesting pairing there. But yeah, I think. Uh, but I think it could. I mean, they both did. Uh, I like both of them though, so pretty well uh, and uh, much better than. The working the angles or angles or whatever the heck their name of that show is. Another Canadian import. Yes. <laughs> You're just looking forward to another season of hey, Baby Bird. Baby Bird. Right? Yeah. I, no, no. That's what they have to get. They have to get rid of the baby bird part, but now they've worked it into the name of the bar, so it's yeah. not going anywhere. It's like now it's be <laughs> that's like the one thing that like became a thing and you're like, you so missed on that be, being a thing. Like it was not okay. A thing. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, it was like okay for like the first episode, maybe, but like they're so far past that that it's just it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, but uh, I I like Welcome to Sweden. I just, I I really like Lena Olin as the as as the mom, and just the way that she, the way that she just like gets all these digs in at him, and, and to uh, you know being the. Like in the last episode, being like the stay-at-home guy, why the why his wife goes out and works, but I don't know, just uh, some just kind of a fun show. Uh, I'll be glad to see both of those back. Uh, next up, uh, TNT has renewed Cold Justice for a third season, and then uh, TV Land has uh, canceled Kirsty after one season and renewed The Soul Man for a fourth. I have not seen any of those. Yeah, I haven't seen either. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting. I mean, their their model of taking former stars of shows and putting them together in different groupings has been. You either get like the Soul Man and why am I blanking on the one with Betty White and the rest of them? Hot in Cleveland, yeah, Hot in Cleveland. Cleveland, or you get Kirsty and like uh, 
a couple other ones that have just like not gone anywhere. I think the Soul Man was a spinoff of Hot in Cleveland, wasn't it? I don't I don't know if they, but it still it falls from that same model of uh, you know of taking a former sitcom star and uh, and building a show around them uh, or multiple ones. Uh, but it's kind of funny to see how uh, how hit or miss they can, <laughs> they can be. Uh, and on uh, well, I haven't seen any of the TV Land ones. On news of things I'd never even heard of before, <laughs> VH1 is renewed, hit the floor for a third season. I was like, wait, that's a scripted show? Apparently it is. Apparently it's about cheerleaders. That and, sounds like a reality show, like game show, yeah. what that sounds like. Oh, see, I guess it was like a reality dancing show or something. Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even know, but I was. I just saw it and I was reading it and it's a scripted drama that's done like two seasons of 10 episodes a piece already uh, and i was like really i didn't even know i didn't even know that was a scripted show and you know good or bad those are the things i try and keep up with like <laughs> in the greater expanding tv universe of things and shows on netflix and other places i do try and keep up with the scripted type tv shows uh but every once in a while yeah, but there's so many. Every once in a while, you come across one that here it's been on for this is it's, it's getting renewed for a third season, and I never even heard of it before. Yeah, but these are like ABC Family seasons. Like these are ten episodes. Yeah, I know, but still, it's still like a well, ABC Family seasons are oh, like half ten episodes, seasons. and then yeah. ten other ten episodes, and then or maybe they do forty episodes if it's uh, Melissa and Joey. Who knows? But that'll do it for the news. And we'll jump over to the uh, primetime segment. First up, Wilfred, uh, Season 4, Episode 7, uh, Responsibility, is the last one that aired. Have at it, you guys. I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now, I, I've become disenchanted with Wilfred the past season and a half. And frankly, at this point, I'm only watching it because my co-host at the Televerse, the the TV podcast at Sound and Sight that I, that I co-host. Uh, my summer co-host, Sean, uh, loves the show and is far more committed to it than I am at this point. So uh, I it would be easy for me to get super snarky here, and I'm going to try to avoid that impulse. Um, so I'm going to throw it to you, Kyle, and ask what, what you thought of this episode and what you have thought of the season so far, because I just got so distracted by Mimi Rogers not being Mary Steenburgen that it really took me out of the episode. But they worked that in so well. They just threw in the line, your mom looks so healthy, did she do a cleanse? <laughs> and that explained <laughs> the so whole different. thing, why it was a brand new actress playing the mother. Yes, um, but they tried, but it just, I just like Mary Steenburgen so much more. And they also swapped out uh, William Baldwin for Dwight Yoakam this season, too, which is weird. But, uh, weird. I mean, over overall this season, I, I haven't really been a huge fan of this season. But I, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun, like, with the craziness, with the swapping of the mother and throwing in those stupid lines to try to explain it. And then Wilfred's... Uh, obsession with with uh becoming a three-legged dog just so that he because he's jealous and he wants the attention from from the mother there and then the shocking ending which i did not expect to actually happen uh no, when you're gets... not alone <laughs> i was so very you, surprised for you jason the whole time he's like pretending to soft his arm and everything because he wants to be a three-legged dog and at the end all of a sudden he gets hit by a car he he sits back oh, i'm okay and he, you see his arm is gone and it's shooting blood everywhere and he's all thrilled now that he's a three-legged dog i just find it interesting that kate you were thrown by a change of an actress on a show that has a guy dressed up in a dog costume. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll give him that. Like it was, you know, easily. That's like that's the premise. That's I'll always give him that. But I think it's just because I really enjoy Mary Steenburgen. I'm looking forward to her showing up on Justified this next season, um, even more than she did last season. With uh, now, I gotta ask: Was that three-legged dog? Was that the same dog as um, th th that uh, they have on Parks and Rec? I have no Is idea. I don't even remember a three-legged dog. Yeah, because um, uh, April and Andy have the three have that three-legged dog, and I can't remember his name right now. It's driving me nuts. But I think it's the same doggy actor. 
could be. There's probably not that many. <laughs> How many three-legged hope... dog actors could there be? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as for the episode itself, uh, it was it was one of the ones I did like more this season. Um, there's stuff there's stuff to like there, and again, when they do more of the stuff actually with the dogs, I you know the humor with Wilfred and you know his. His jealousy and uh, <laughs> disgust at first for the three-legged dog, and then you know the layers that that are revealed to that was you know that's the part of the episode that I really enjoyed and keyed into. So I was kind of focusing on that, and I could have get a lot of enjoyment out of that part of it. I just don't care about all this mythology stuff, which the show cares way more about it than I do. Um, that's always tricky when when that happens because it's just it's not the show's fault that I want them to go in a different direction. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm the opposite. I want the answer of what he is. Like, they don't need to do it every episode. Just do it in the finale and just tell me what's really happening, why he's talking, why he can hear, why they, like, his whole family can sort of see these things and what's going on. But I wouldn't care if they waited till the, the last episode and just gave a quick explanation. But four seasons in, I, I'd like some kind of answer. Interesting. That's all I have for Wilfred. Uh, like Any Kyle, other dude, thoughts? Yeah. Are you, Kyle's, you, all, Kyle's all about the answers. He's going to go into it, and in that final episode, if he doesn't find out what's going on, he's going to be like, damn it, just like Lost, they've got me again. <laughs> well, don't no. say that, man. You have no idea. Last season's finale, the final moment when they, it looked like the show wasn't going to get renewed, was just a blatant ripoff of a Lost. It was like a, the whole point was that it was a joke uh, parody or... or uh, reference to one of the high angle shots, you know, pulling away from the reveal of one of the statues in Lost. I was like, you're going to end your show with a Lost <laughs> reference? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> so yeah, you don't even you don't even know. Have you seen any of Wilfred, Jason? Not since the first season. So you 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 probably won't catch up with it before it ends. No, probably not. Fair enough. There's only a few more episodes. So. There's there's too many. I'm I'm still behind on like half the things that are airing this summer that I <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I still have yep. uh, Orange is the New Black to watch, so that's kind of where I am with. Yeah, know, I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched stuff. that either. You know. Yeah. Oh. All right. Speaking of, that's why I haven't seen Defiance, which is our next <laughs> episode, because there's too much. Yes. Uh, yes. Next up, Defiance, season two, episode seven. Uh, if you could see her through my eyes, which. Uh, is a show that I finally did catch up with, like, last week. I watched four episodes, like, over the weekend uh, because it was on the list of things we were going to talk about on the podcast. So it gave me a good excuse to catch up. Uh, but, Kyle, what do, you, uh, what do you think of the second season of Defiance and uh, where we are at through episode seven? So I think it started off a little darker this season than past seasons, but I think overall they've, they've come up with some interesting pairings that we haven't seen before with, like, Daytech and uh, Rafe teamed up and that whole dynamic of Rafe moving into the the house and, and dealing with Stama and everything. Um, and then uh, I thought this episode was a really interesting, like, sort of like a... It started off almost like as a one-off, like, case of the week type of thing, like, who's stealing these eyes. And it's an interesting idea that someone's, like, that all these humans want to look like aliens. And, like, so there's a market for the eyes so that they can modify themselves to look like aliens. And then this whole club with people dressing up as as the Castathans. And, uh, and I thought that was all interesting. And then they also now threw some wrenches into the marriage of uh Alec and uh can't think of his wife's name. Uh Favi, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh and then uh so they threw that in like she might be about to to cheat herself, but he's already cheating now because uh because he thought she cheated on him and so I think that's interesting. Then they also have the other stuff they introduce with um Arissa and some mystery of what she I, I couldn't tell if it's like something she did in the past something she's going to do in the future of like taking over some kind of ship and uh, with her soulmate there Robin Dunn who you can't even recognize but you recognize his voice from other sci-fi shows yeah the whole the whole thing with what's going on with, with Arissa just it's 
it's like they do something like in this episode and then it'll probably be like another two episodes or something like that where they won't even like touch on it or anything and then they'll come back to it because it it seemed like they were you know they ended on a big thing with her uh at the end of last season and then almost didn't do anything with it for a few episodes and then finally did you know where it looked like she's like you know killing people but she's actually doing something to them uh but yeah but then you see like she's having these visions but they can't be in the past because in the past she was a kid that nolan rescued you know and you're seeing her as you know an adult now in these flashes that she's having uh but so it doesn't really make any sense that way because of I mean, the the flash that they showed seems to point to, like, it looked like it was sort of pointing to, like, what has happened to her. Uh, because, you know, she, when they did whatever on the ship, they both ended up with, like, these things inside of them or whatever. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's just all too convoluted. Like, it, it got interesting at the end of the last season. And then this season, I'm just like, what's, there are some interesting storylines, like the idea of, uh, there being a club where, like, the humans want to pretend that they're one of the di- various different types of alien races, you know, complete with, you know, painting their faces or, you know, makeup to, to look like uh, various ones. Those those were interesting, you know, storylines. But some of the bigger things that they got going on, they don't seem to hit on it enough that I just feel confused as to, like, what is going on and not in a... Not in a, I want to know more way. In a, I don't know if I'm ever going to understand what the hell they're doing way. <laughs> so like continuum season three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, her story is the one that really has is the most confusing to me. Uh, the other ones I think are more straightforward, and I I've always been I, for this show I've always preferred like the story of the week i know they started off doing that last season and then they moved towards the overarching stories but i've always been a fan of like having some kind of story of the week and that's what i liked about this episode they at least had that like separate mystery they were trying to figure out who was stealing the all the eyes from people and stuff but yeah, I, I agree on the Arisa story. It's uh, a little too confusing, and I have no clue what's going on there. Yeah, there's 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 being confused where you have like enough information where you can start to posit your own theories, and then there's being confused that you just have no idea what's going on, and that's not what you want in a show. You want the other. Well, like, even at the end, Nolan sees some kind of, like, cut on her hand, and he's like, oh, now I know the truth or something like that. But I have no clue what he figured out. Like, I don't understand what we were supposed to know that that, he figured out. All he knows now is that she self-heals. And, uh, you know, but he doesn't know about the deal she made that got, you know, that uh, why he's still alive and, you know, all this other stuff that's going on. She doesn't even know why she's self-healing. <laughs> she's like, <Yeah. laughs> and so, but I don't know. I feel like even more confused than like she is. And I don't know. At, at, like I said, at the end of last season, it started to become where, oh, okay, maybe they are doing something bigger here. And then now they've just confused me with whatever the bigger thing is. Because uh, like I said, the that whole scene with them on the ship, that s- seems like something futuristic or not you know not in the past because you know she's barely just past a teenager you know in the in age so yeah unless there's something in the future if they if they were and it you know or i don't know just uh and same with the guy like he he was he had like no clue until you know she kissed him and then that freaked him out and i don't know I don't know. It's uh, I'm I'm I continue to watch the fines because there are some interesting things, but it's uh, it was the show that at the beginning of last season I was looking for more bigger stories than just than just the story of the week type of thing, uh, and now 
it's the stories of the week or whatever that you're the two what, that you want. That you're, <laughs> what's keeping me interested because they've got me thoroughly confused with whatever the bigger story is. Uh, so I don't know. With that, move on to Dominion, uh, season one, episode six, uh, Black Eyes Blue. What do you think of Dominion, Kyle? There doesn't seem to be a whole lot that actually happens on this show. I'm still <laughs> sh- like I, I've been watching, but I still, I still, there's not like in this episode there was like they were trying to kill. Uh, someone was killing off all these higher angels that somehow hid themselves in the city, but um, that was pretty much about it. Like, um, I well, we did get the big twist at the end, like with Michael. Like, you found out that at the time of Noah and the flood, he was actually like the bad guy. He wanted to murder everyone, where Gabriel was the good guy. So, I guess we're gonna find out how that switch happened and why one of them turned good and the other one turned bad all of a sudden. But I mean, other than that, there really wasn't a whole lot in this episode that happened. Well, they did have the storyline of, of uh, him being able to try and get the, you know, the evacuate the angels yeah, to yeah. get yeah the people that are, you have know, been turned, uh, but not necessarily successfully into uh, getting them back to what they were before. So, you know, some of that stuff was kind of interesting. But again, sort of on a little bit of the confusing front, it's like, okay, that's an interesting story. They used to be opposite uh, than what they are now. But they threw in the whole dynamic with the sister uh, between those angels. And, like, she seems to just be, like, goofing around on both of them and, like, telling them what they want to hear but sort of like playing both sides, but, but not just, but you can't tell whether she's just doing it to like screw with them or whether she's got her own agenda of something that's somewhere in the middle. Uh, That was all uh, weird in like the last couple episodes of, because there was like, that's another one of those where all of a sudden there was like, wait, there's a sister angel too. Like there's like yeah. no mention of <laughs> it's just like Gabriel and Michael. And then all of a sudden there's the third uh, angel that is on their same level. Well, then there was all these sudden these other higher angels that were suddenly magically hiding out in the city conveniently. Well, they've be been able... hiding out. You yeah. knew that they were hiding out because Michael had talked to one of them before. Uh, but then now you had Gabriel taking over uh, one of them and then using that body to go through and and. Uh, and take out the rest of them uh, that were there. Uh, it was a nice twist with the, uh, like, finding out about Noma uh, and stuff in there. But sometimes uh, sometimes there's interesting stuff in the show, and sometimes I'm like, what is the what is the point of, like... Because you have these, like, three, now three siblings that are, you know, a greater power, but they're they get pissed if somebody else tries to, like they're trying to murder each other, but they get pissed if somebody else tries to do it for them a type of dynamic where they, they keep showing up and talking with each other. But apparently at some point in time, there's actually going to be like a big battle coming. And then you have the, you know, the humans maneuvering for various different types of power. I don't know. I, just, I, I keep hoping it, it's going to get, it's going Good. to get better, but I don't know. It's almost like, after catching up with both Defiance and uh, Dominion, you know, four episodes apiece over the weekend, it just wasn't, it, it was almost more of like, okay, I got one more episode, you know, I got two more episodes of this because we're going to be talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, not, that's not why I should be watching TV is because well, we I think- agreed to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> I should actually be enjoying the thing that I'm watching. So I don't know. Thursday nights on Sci-Fi might just go away here because uh, it's not there. Overall, they're not really holding my attention. Plus, there's only like three episodes left of Dominion, so I'm just trying to yeah, figure out <laughs> where they're going to go with this in like the three episodes that are left. Well, yeah, at this rate, I'm sort of like I'll probably stick it out to the end of the season and see what happens since I'm I'm this far into it now. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I keep looking forward to like. <laughs> Like right now, I'm looking forward to Ascension. Like I keep watching Sci-Fi's new shows, and and then I'm like, ah, uh, 
What about the next one they got coming in the pipeline? That one sounds <laughs> Well, they got a lot of them coming, so yeah. you can work your way through. <laughs> Just keep hoping that, like, the next one will be, like, actually interesting. I don't know. All right. I think that's enough of uh, Defiance and Dominion. And uh, we can bring Kate back in with uh, to talk about the Honorable Woman. Uh, season one, episode one, The Empty Chair. I just, I just quit. I just, and I identify so completely with. I, I'm just watching it because we're supposed to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> as someone who does <laughs> on the Walking Dead podcast, I would have broken up with that show like three seasons ago. Um, and I'm aware it only has four. If, if I didn't do a podcast about it, so. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was the. Well, I was kind of enjoying. Uh, defiance and i was hoping to you know as the episodes went on that i would get into dominion uh you know because there's like a bunch of people in the shows that i like and uh and stuff and so but they're you know but even you know with even as a, a binge watch where it starts to feel more like a chore than <laughs> than you're being mm-hmm. entertained uh that's not a that's not a good sign that's not something yeah. that you want to put on the DVD box. <laughs> that's the blurb. That's, that's, that's right. That's the uh, that's the pull quote. It was such a chore to watch the TV holic. <laughs> well, uh, not a chore to watch, but huge. I'm just trying to think the the cognitive dissonance here, going from Dominion to the Honorable Woman. Very different shows. Uh, I think this is a fantastic show that uh, is being underreported and not enough people are talking about it. And if we weren't talking about it in the primetime section, it would be my TV recommendation. Um, so now I have to come up with a different one. You but can uh, recommend it later. I can recommend it later. Well, that's, that feels like cheating. Well, I'm recommending it now because I, I think it's gorgeous. I think it's beautifully, beautifully made. features a really strong performance from Maggie Gyllenhaal in, in, as the lead. I love its setting, um, which is in uh, it's, it's set in the Middle East and uh, in in I think they're in Israel. Yes, and there's part of, there's a lot of strife with uh, Palestine and Israel, and there's a lot of politics in there, it's sort of surrounding everything. But um, but it's it's I think it's a fantastic show, and nobody's talking about it. And I was very surprised that we were going to be able to talk about it because that meant anybody else had watched it. So, Kyle, what did you think of the honorable? Well, I one? just watched it in order to talk about it, <laughs> literally an hour ago. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. It looks beautiful. Uh, there's some great, like, you're. I'm probably getting it wrong because you're the music person, but I think it's choral music, like this haunting choral music that's uh, in one of the scenes that's really nice. Um, so the premise is that um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is this uh, girl whose father, like, owned an arms business, and he was murdered uh, with her and her brother there watching at the table, which is why it's called the empty chair, the uh, thing. And so now this is like 29 years later, she and her brother, like she runs the business and he runs their philanthropic uh, foundation. And so she's also the honorable woman is because she's been uh, like uh, appointed to parliament. uh, And so she has that job as well. And there's this whole mystery now because like someone who is going to their their ideas, they're um, building this whole communications infrastructure for Israel to try to promote peace like everyone can talk to each other and they're doing this donating this whole communications infrastructure and the person that they hired to to do it was murdered and so now they're investigating there's like an MI6 guy who's investigating that as his like last case and there's this whole mystery and there's kidnappings and other things all going on there's this whole mystery of stuff happened to her in the past that is just getting slowly revealed so there's this nice mystery like she puts on a, a strong face uh as the head of this company, but then she goes back home and she goes, she has like a panic room and everything. So you can tell she was traumatized when she was younger and, but she puts on this brave face, uh, when she goes out in public, she has like a bodyguard and stuff, but she just plays it off. Like she's very, uh, secure and, and everything in the public eye. 
but yeah, I think it, it, I thought it was really interesting. I'm interested to see where it uh, where it goes in the remaining seven episodes or however many it is. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it is an actual miniseries. Like it, it is just eight episodes, and you're getting a complete story, right? I believe so. I mean, because yes, because <laughs> I saw it called a miniseries, and that's usually what that entails. But things get jostled around in all kinds of weird. Uh, not that it it couldn't be something that you know you could continue to tell stories with these people or something, but. At least the this eight episodes is supposed to give you some sort of uh, closure, yeah, some sort of no. a close, you know, closed arc story. My guess is probably like Broadchurch, where you got like a whole story, and then all of a sudden it did well, so they said, "Let's make a second season." <laughs> and so, who knows? Like Broadchurch year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the honorable man, the honorable child. Yeah, the, who knows? <laughs> But uh, I, you know, because I, I just I would like more of these shows that begin as miniseries to actually stay as miniseries. Uh, I know I'm in the minority there. Most people are like, yes, there's more of it. Awesome. But I don't always think more is better. Uh, but I look forward to watching the rest of it. And um, I it's kind of killing me because I have the entire thing as screeners and I haven't had the time to watch it. And so it's, you know, I look forward to hopefully watching all of it as soon as I can and, and writing up something for Sound On Sight because I do think more people should be talking about it and checking it out. It's a very full uh, TV landscape, especially right now with, with Outlander and Legends and The Nick and, you know, there's a bunch of shows that are going to be starting up soon. Yeah, all and then of a course, sudden there's a whole bunch of more shows starting up here in August. They never end. Late fall, like... <laughs> early fall late summer there's like a new extra like section of tv that's happening and i can't handle it i need more <laughs> so i can't need to catch up with summer yeah i think but that's why there's not as many people crap. talking about it is it's just even as good as you know i've heard that it is even in the summer landscape it's hard to like squeak through into you know with all the other stuff that's like out there yeah, year-round programming has become every day of the year. We're going to start some new show on some <laughs> some channel. It's ridiculous. It really is. Um, but that being said, I think people should make time for it. So, I think I think it could be one of the the most surprising shows because again, people don't have expectations for it of, of the year. Whereas there's been a lot of buzz for a lot of other shows. This could be the surprise for people. So I hope people will check it out. And that's, uh, that's about all I got for, for the honorable one. But yes, the music, like you said, Kyle, is gorgeous. I was glad that, that uh, I didn't have to say it because you said it. But I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna agree with you because there's a lot of really great uh, score and soundtrack to the honorable woman as well. And it's just it's beautiful. It's just gorgeously shot. The cinematography is lovely. So, yeah, and there's a good cast as well. The whole cast is, is strong. But, uh, but yeah, so Jason, are you going try to try to watch this one or is yeah, that the, another one that yeah, no, you don't have time for? <laughs> no, the Honorable Woman's one on sort of on the, the list of things since it just started uh, type of thing that I, you know, I want to watch. But I'm, I'm in this spot right now uh, where I need to watch like certain things. Like I'm about ready to switch out my DVR for a new one. So I got to watch the stuff that's on there or I'm mm-hmm. going to lose it. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. And there's a there's a couple things that I'm a few episodes past being able to like catch up, you know, like on demand or something else because, uh, I, you know, I'm like I think I'm like six episodes behind on like Switch at Birth now, and uh, things like that. So, so yeah, there's just a, it's it's on that list of of things to uh, uh, to watch that hopefully I can I can get caught up uh, caught up with a couple other things and. Uh, and then start watching that one before I get too far behind on that one to be able to catch up with it. All right. Last up on the primetime list uh, is The Strain, which uh, I've been caught up with for like four weeks now. <laughs> but as of next week, I'm probably going to fall behind. Uh, the Strain, episode, season one, episode four, it's not for everyone, which is actually a, a pretty great line uh, in the in in the episode. Kate, as somebody that watched this episode four weeks ago as well, what did you think of The Strain? Uh, this episode in particular, um, when I was watching them, because I'm guessing like you, Jason, I marathoned these. 
uh, one after the other uh, four weeks ago for the podcast. And, um, and at the time, it felt like it took forever for David Bradley to team up with Corey Stahl. Uh, but, you know, as I remind myself, it's only episode four. That's not forever. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm still... Like, come on, speed up already. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. We all, you're, you know, come on. You're Renfield or, you know, you're you're Van Helsing, but you're old and you need to team up with new Van Helsing and then go fight vampires. Um I don't, I don't think it's the most subtle or nuanced of shows. So now that the team is, they finally have the gang together as much as it probably will be for right now. Um, I'm looking forward to them kicking a little uh, vampire butt in the next couple of episodes or weird, creepy worm thingy, butt, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I like that that is finally, they have the two, most uh, interesting performances on the show in, you know, interacting together. Uh, I was disappointed in what they did with the Mia Maestro character. I would like to see her more involved because this show needs more women and uh, more women yes, who are not going to that... feed the neighbor to the creepy husband. <laughs> that was great. That, so. that side storyline was very weird. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple things on the show. One, I sort of get okay the bureaucracy of like wanting to get these people away, but I also don't get when you know, you find four people alive out of the and they seem to be okay that we just let them go. Yeah, that, yeah. Even, ridiculous. Even inside the bureaucracy type thing, that's just like that's a little too far. But even if that happens, the idea that all four of them that once they get out and away, that when they start feeling sick or odd, or things are weird are happening to him, none of them think, maybe I should go back to a doctor. Well, one of them did. <laughs> well, yes, one of but them yeah. did. But the other ones are just like, no, I'm not going back there, uh, blah, 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 blah. And they're just like, really? 180 like other people died on your <laughs> flight. You somehow yep. survived, but now you're not feeling well mysteriously, and you're just going to... Lock yourself up in the shed in the back so that you don't hurt anybody. Uh, that that was <laughs> once you've reached that point, I think you uh, must have realized. Oh, I should have seen a doctor. Yeah, I should have went back to the doctor. <laughs> but you know, so that that was a little weird on that point. And then on the other side of things, you have Mia Maestro's character, who's like, we need to go. Maybe we should go talk to that old guy. He seems to know something. And uh, then in, like, the third episode, they get attacked by one, and they do the secret autopsy, and they find out what's going on inside, and this organism's completely taken over them. And then they go to try and, you know, save the father from the, you know, the daughter or whatever, and, you know, the old guy comes in, and he's slicing off heads and stuff, and then she goes... No, I can't be a party of this. I'm a doctor. We're here to save people. And you're like, did you not just see the autopsy where these people are dead? They're not people anymore. I was just like, what are you talking about? I was like, yes, the episode finally got, you know, in episode four, it finally gets going. You got these two people finally meeting up. You've got F going, holy crap. Yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to burn this place down. <laughs> and I'm on board with what you're doing, old guy. And uh, but then you got the the woman's like I'm a doctor I'm for saving people I can't be chopping off people's heads and I'm like these are not people anymore these are not people anymore. Sean Astin's character had the best reactions during that autopsy. Like he had the reactions all of us would have. Like this is just nuts. <laughs> what are we doing? Like pulling out like a six foot tongue out of something. Although I'm pretty impressed at the way Corey Stoll's character seems to be able to dodge these tongues that <laughs> lash at him. He's like somehow become superpower. like this martial artist like uh <laughs> like the Matrix like ducking with bullets and stuff. But. Well that's you know that's that's week two in uh training for the C D C you never know when something's gonna come flying out of somebody at you. So Yeah, that's the ninja training phase of of their uh, you know certifications. Yeah, it's <laughs> I love just listening to you guys talk about this because that's exactly how I feel about this show. It is ridiculous. Which is but not to say that ridiculous. it is not enjoyable. Yes, it's, it's like it's it's you know once it actually you know kind of finally got going in like episode three and four I was like all right we're finally getting somewhere this you know might be might be a little bit uh, more interesting 
uh, you know, going forward, uh, you know, maybe picks up the pace a little bit, uh, you know, even though they have a five-year plan for the show. Uh, but, you know, I was just like, okay, finally. But then there's just these little things within it that I just go, these seem so patently ridiculous, even inside of the show. <laughs> but see, in the show, I get, I, I'm willing to accept anything at this point. <laughs> like, it's just so ridiculous, but it's entertaining still and ridiculous. So go ahead. If that woman wants to feed the, the annoying neighbor to her husband, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> the thing that, that I actually find the least interesting is this whole story of like how they hired this woman to crash the internet for them. I'm like, bring back the monsters and their ridiculousness. Yes, well, that that's the other sort of ridiculousness. It's just like they, they bring her in. She says, okay. And then she tells them that it's done. And you're like, Holy off-screen, Batman. You know, there's lots of things happening just like that. Uh, we don't need to explain that. We have we have these other things we need to be doing. Uh, we need to be spending time with Weevil. <laughs> or the uh or the, you know, the the guy that catches rats uh mm -hmm. or, or or stuff, you know. That's that's what I'm waiting for is we need we need him to finally team up with the, the <laughs> other two and they have the the trio uh fighting uh various things. It did make for a, a creepy scene where the you know the guy that's usually tracking down rats is like, hey where are all these rats going? Um something's up. If the rats are fleeing the island <laughs> there <laughs> there might be something not right going on. Yeah seriously uh, follow the rats. <laughs> <laughs> And this kind of show follows rats. Yes, leave. Just go with the rats. Take take a hike. You you do not want to be here anymore. That's the thing. Like in general, the reactions to these monsters, they don't really seem that phased all that much. It's like you just saw like a, a, something shoot a giant tongue at you. <laughs> you just dodge it and slice its head off. Oh, look, it's a monster! Like no one thinks, "Oh, this is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> You can't – no, no, no. I need to, you know, kind of backpedal there, Kyle. No one thinks. Period. Yeah. <laughs> if they did, it would be like, oh, my wife is dying of cancer and she's almost basically dead at this point. There's something that can be done. I know. Let's try to get another day with her and then she'll get killed by these worm thingies. But I'm going to let out this – yeah, that's that's the, the other. World. That's the other type of thing is there's always a character in one of these shows that's willing to save the one person that's super close to him by letting mm -hmm. through like a a virus, you know, or potentially yeah. something really bad uh, that could, uh, you know, that's that's wiping out people or could wipe out people. I don't know. That's just I like the premise of the show. I like the idea of they've sort of combined some interesting aspects. Of you know, sort of an outbreak, but also with you know vampirism, but then a, a completely different take on uh, what these vampires are, where they're almost like it, it almost you know goes zombie like with them, where there's some of them you know that get taken you know where bodies are getting taken over by these other organisms, and uh, and there's some sort of difference between the people that were sort of left alive that were being taken over and the people that were you know completely killed off and then sort of resurrected with these things in them. You know, there's a lot of interesting sort of mashup of ideas here, but some of the execution is not, is not good. Even though I really like the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think there was, an, there was enough in that fourth episode that I was like, okay, I'm interested from here. Except for the, I'm a doctor. I'm trying to save people. I can't, that whole bit that threw me, but, because I was like, I'm pretty sure I was watching the same autopsy you were watching. <laughs> you know, and and I, I obviously came to a different conclusion as to what's going on. It's because you're not a doctor. <laughs> That's right. I'm not a doctor. I just watch them on TV. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that it sort of uh, continues, you know, continues a little bit picking up the pace, I guess, uh, I don't. Know, I liked it after watching the four episodes, but it almost becomes. Uh, I think it might be a show that like works really well uh, binge watched, you know, and like a marathon. 
because then you don't get any time to really think about some of the weird stuff. Cause now I've had like, <laughs> I've had, I like really liked it after watching the four episodes, but I've had like four weeks to ponder the stuff that's going on in those episodes. And they're, more and more silly and weird and not so good things start percolating to the top the more you think about it. Yeah. But the show is not made for thinking. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good for this show. So basically we've come to the conclusion that as a viewer, you need to do what they're doing and not think. Exactly. (laughs) Just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. It's enjoyable all the way around. Put yourself in their experience and and don't think. Think less. And think, don't think. Don't think. All right, <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's the that's the poll quote for the strain is don't think while you're watching it. <laughs> Good times. All right, that'll do it for uh, that'll do it for a quick run through uh, a few shows prime time. Quite the eclectic uh, uh, prime time with the Wilfred and the Strain and the Honorable Woman and Defiance and Dominion. It's a uh, not a not necessarily very smooth transitions between <laughs> the grouping there, uh, but uh, but yeah, we definitely love to hear your thoughts on those shows, uh, especially like Defiance and Dominion and The Strain. Uh, you know, where are you at in those shows? Uh, let us know. Uh, you can you know always uh, send us uh, email at feedback at times three dot com, or or on Twitter or in the comments on the the website. And let us know what you think, where you are at with those shows, because uh, I, I need some, I need some help trying to come to terms with some of these shows. And we'll move on to some uh, TV recommendations, starting with me. My recommendation is TNT's new series Legends, uh, which premieres Wednesday, August thirteenth. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes, and again, I'm sort of in that spot where I liked it by the end of two episodes. <laughs> but who knows where the heck it's going to go from here. Uh, but I liked some of the stuff that they, you know, legends are uh, basically they're the personas that they, you know, that these undercover agents uh, take on. And the first episode sort of makes it seem like maybe they're going to be like uh, completing, you know, an undercover mission, sort of an episode. Uh, but by the end of the second episode, you see that they're not necessarily going to solve everything by the end of an episode. Things are going to hold over. Uh, plus, they added in a couple elements of some bigger uh, story points that almost point to maybe like a little bit sci-fi-ish in that he's an undercover agent that takes on these different personas. But then somebody comes along and tells him that the persona he thinks, you know, the real person that he thinks that he is, is actually a legend and he doesn't know it. Uh, so there's there's that little aspect of like, is that actually true? Uh has something been done to him to create to turn him into this you know this super agent that can take on all these different performances Uh, the one thing that is really good about it is Sean Bean in having to take on these different legends he's very good at embodying these very separate characters that he has to play when he's undercover and so I think that will also be a fun aspect uh, going forward where not unlike where you're not going to see him like in an orphan black where he's playing against himself and like three other versions of himself, but very similar in that he's having to play very different multiple characters, you know, within an episode and then over the course of this, of, of a season. Uh, So that can be uh, interesting as well, but I like the two things. One that they added in this bigger story point of like, what's the real deal with him and, uh, you know, who exactly can he trust? And then the idea that it's sort of a bigger arcing story, uh, and it, that they're not necessarily going to always be concluding. Because that, in undercover shows, that always starts to get me a little bit. It's just, it starts to seem really unrealistic when they can, within the course of... Infiltrate a, within a day. They can, yeah. they can infiltrate <laughs> and take down, you know. That's one of the things I kind of like about uh, Graceland is that, the, the storylines of them infiltrating things sort of play out over longer periods of time, uh, more times than not. Uh, and this sort of looks like it has that uh, aspect as well. I don't know. I like the sort of action type of series too. So uh, I'm on board so far as of, uh, as of the first two episodes, but 
who knows once I get a chance to like think about it for a while, what will happen. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed those for. I really enjoyed those first two episodes as well, and I've had time to think about it, and I still did. <laughs> Yay! I haven't seen it yet, so I look forward to to catching the show and to watching Sean Bean not die. Yes, that is that is also an interesting fact of the show is that while Sean Bean doesn't die, <laughs> the, the legends die. The, there's a the, the, just because you see somebody there's there's. I'll just say there's plenty of people on screen that look like they're going to be regular characters and they turn out not to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. All right. So, uh, Kate, what, uh, you got a, you got a recommendation. Other yeah. Than the honorable I, woman. Other than the honorable woman. Um, well, I'm just going to list off a couple things here very quickly and say that right now, I think the best shows on TV are, um, rectify, Masters of Sex and uh, The Leftovers just upped their game with their last episode. Um, but also, I have to throw in there So You Think You Can Dance and Adventure Time because I love them. <laughs> and so I probably, So You Think You Can Dance, I basically watch live, and that is the only show on TV right now that I can say that about. And I look forward to it every single week. So more people should be talking about that. I will let people know if they are curious that Top Chef is starting up again. Uh, tomorrow as we record um top chef duels i think is this season and so uh, i know that i was looking forward to that i haven't seen it yet though so i can't recommend it but instead uh <laughs> in my i guess my recommendation will be because i feel like it kind of has to be because neither of you are talking about it the nick starts up this weekend on cinemax i've seen the first two and uh it, it's very good it's what you expect from a show uh, directed and uh, and edited and you know everything by by Steve Soderberg, Steven Soderbergh and starring Clive Owen. It's very oh look a, a a brilliant but troubled white dude has has problems uh, kind of show and that's that is what it is. But it is also a period medical drama that looks gorgeous and is doing some interesting things and uh, again is directed by Steven Soderbergh and starred Clive Owen. So the soundtrack also, the scoring is fantastic on that show. It's not what you expect and it's wonderful. So uh, that is one that is worth, certainly worth checking out, even if I think The Honorable Woman uh, is uh, is more interesting to me. But uh, that'll be my recommendation. Yeah, isn't the soundtrack of The Nick, isn't it more it's like, it's like not period? Not period at all and it's awesome. Yeah, that might have made my recommendation had I actually got a screener for it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that'll be coming out. I, th- I want to say this Friday, so uh, I imagine there'll be lots of talk about it this weekend. So I look forward to seeing people's reactions. Uh, I'm actually looking more forward to people's reactions to the next one, uh, and I'm 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 torn on it. So I, I, well, Kyle has. Uh... Has I've, gone with his feminine side and decided to go with. <laughs> I was just looking for new shows that were coming up, and this was somewhat enjoyable. So, uh, I I went with Star's new series Outlander, which premieres on Saturday, August 9th, But you can watch the first episode now on on demand or on Stars dot com or various other locations, and it's basically about this woman who it's like the time of world war ii and she uh just gets reunited with her husband after the war and they're on a honeymoon and she gets transported back in time and now she's like in the scottish highlands like uh just trying to figure out what's going on now that she's been transported back in time that's all we i saw in the first episode i know there's other stuff that happens but that's not in the first episode um so yeah i'm just it comes from ronald d moore and i mean the series looks really nice and um i'm just interested in seeing where it goes like when i first heard i had never even heard about the book series or anything until comic-con a couple weeks ago and that's when i heard about the series as well Are you still there, Kyle? Did you Hello? go away? <laughs> I think you went away. Ah, we got so close. Perfect. <laughs> Outstanding. And this podcast would not be, if something hadn't gone wrong, it wouldn't have been right. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, that's Kyle's recommendation. Is that's Kyle's recommendation. <laughs> Have you seen it yet, Jason? I haven't. Again, it's like I saw that it's available to be watched, but trying to find time to watch all these different things that keep starting up. And uh, I ended up watching Legends over the over the weekend, and along with all the other stuff I was catching up on. And uh, I was already a couple episodes behind on a handful of things. And you wouldn't think that just like one week going to like Comic-Con and not watching any TV that all of a sudden now I, I'm like four episodes behind on like a bunch of stuff. I'm like, how did that happen? Cause in the period of time that I was trying to catch up last week on some things, I fell farther behind on other things that I hadn't, couldn't catch up with. Uh, just, uh, and it's, and it's summer, even though there's a lot of stuff, there's still way less stuff than is going to be as of coming into September. Yes, but I, most of that I will watch two episodes and then say, eh. <laughs> Whereas I feel like over the summer, because there's less stuff, I'm expected to keep up with more, and nothing will make you just start the triage, like yeah. missing a week or two. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. It's like extant. Uh, yeah, done. No, <laughs> I watched an episode. I've got three on the DVR. I think that might get cut. And just yeah. go about catching up with some other stuff. I'm back from the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. <laughs> How's back, Jamie? Did you go back in time? I went back in time where there was no internet. <laughs> and I'm back. Nice. I don't even remember what I was talking about. I think I said the woman got transported back in time and then I got cut off. And, and then you were gone. <laughs> Pretty much. No, Outlander had a very strong presence at Comic-Con, like you were saying, Kyle. And, um... Listening to the author speak was one of, uh, and a panel she was on with George R. R. Martin and some other, Lev Grossman and some other uh, fantasy authors was, it was actually really interesting. So that had me intrigued to watch, uh, to, to read the books, let alone watch the show. Ronald D. Moore's, uh, Ron Moore's involvement, I'm, I'm a big Battlestar fan, had me intrigued to watch. So I watched the first two episodes and there's some stuff that I, that I think is great. And it's wonderful that this show is on stars. It actually, you know. Stars has a female-centric show. What? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But it also has the most frustratingly annoying voiceover, and it doesn't go away after the pilot. I was really hoping it would go away after the pilot, and it doesn't. Um, so just know that going in, uh, listeners, and that might help. I didn't mind the voiceover that much. I, I didn't know. I never really thought about it after a while. I just got used to it. Yeah, I hated it with a fiery, burning passion. <laughs> so every time the voiceover came in, I was like, show, don't tell, show, don't tell. Um, so I think that really hampered my enjoyment. But uh, I talked about this more on the Televerse, so I won't bog down the recommendation section with my complex inner monologue about, about this show. But I look forward to the conversation that will undoubtedly spring up around it, for sure. But so, also, uh, I, you know, on on things, uh, Stars seems to be uh, trying to uh, put their shows out on Saturdays, so it is like an uncrowded night to, <laughs> to come across and Cinemax the show. Has, Cinemax has Fridays, Stars has Saturdays. Why can't more of these networks do that? <laughs> like, yeah. there's too much on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, the strain does not have to be on Sunday. Missouri. Yeah, FX was like, let's do it. And our show will be the strange. Yeah, that that one yeah. was actually interesting in that FX has been all about, you know, like Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays for the most part, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, like some comedies on Thursday or something. And then so all of a sudden they're just like, we're going to camp this one out on Sunday nights along with, well, half the other shows that are airing over the summer uh, seem to be on Sunday night as well. So and, and now as of episode five, I'm going to have to try and keep up <laughs> oh but we'll see with that i think uh we'll close out uh, this uh a uh, slightly shorter edition of uh of the podcast that almost was really short as in didn't happen at all uh, or it would have been tv times two <laughs> <laughs> yes this could have been an episode of tv times two uh but uh luckily kate was uh was free uh here late at night to uh, record uh, an episode of the podcast. That's the, uh, the that's the thing you do when you have somebody uh, cancel on you last minute is you go to other people that record podcasts because they know your pain. Uh, 
and they might feel pity on you. Or, or have had yeah. both of the other two hosts on and as a last second replacement because they're very nice. So, yes. So you, you go with uh, somebody that might have a little sympathy for your situation. <laughs> and it all worked out. So we ended up uh, with this episode. And uh, you can find the uh, links to the news stories we talked about as well as the recommendations we made. Find out more information about those. We'll have links uh, to those things in the show notes, as well as where you can find uh, Kate and Kyle online at tvtimes3.com slash 237. Uh, next week, uh, Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be uh, Ginny from uh, tvismypacifier.com. And then probably the next week, there won't be an episode, since I'm going to uh, Podcast Movement in Dallas for that weekend, and... It's going to be sort of a war one trip that I'm pretty sure I'm going to sleep like the next two days because I'm not going to be sleeping like the day or so leading up to it. And uh, so no episode that week, but then we'll come back the following week uh, with uh, at the end of the month uh, with uh, Amory and Ray will be back with me and we're going to start up our fall preview episodes as of then. So uh, starting with Fox and then one a week for the next uh, few weeks until... I think uh, we hit the CW sometime towards the end of September, beginning of October. And uh, with that, uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thank you, uh, Kate and Kyle, once again, for uh, joining me on episode 237. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. I'll always talk more TV, so (laughs) it's always a pleasure. We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of brews